0: SBN News, Episode 27. This is Savage Bloggers Network News, highlighting awesome Savage Worlds content and news shared by publishers, licensees, and fans with your hosts, Christian Serrano and Ron Blessing.
1: Hey, Savages, Christian Serrano here, and we have a really Packed episode for you. Uh, lots of stuff coming from publishers left and right. It's pretty crazy. But first, before we get into that, Ron, uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit about what we've set up on the new Patreon page. Yes. We should totally talk about that. We really should. So um, first of all, Patreon has rolled out a new UI for their for their Patreon page interface. That's user interface for non-nerds. Yes, there. that is true. And so uh, I went ahead and flipped the switch. We also added some new goals, and we also added a new low-level uh, or low-entry point um, reward level at $1 an episode. And what you get for that, essentially, is you get to be... Uh, a contributor of interview questions for whenever we do a hangout on air with a publisher or other creator from the Savage Worlds community. So we thought it would be a great opportunity for you guys to be able to contribute to the show, both
0: financially and content-wise. Patreon's a great solution because, you know, you basically only give us money for the work that we're actually doing. Yes. So it's it's not like you're just throwing so much a month at us hoping that we put out content. What I really like about it is
1: that they have that cap feature. You can do a monthly cap. So, you know, if you have a particular budget, you're not going to kill yourself financially by supporting right. your favorite creators. So, I think I think it's a really really cool platform. I've been enjoying, you know, using it for the SBN podcast, so I think uh I think it's going to work out really well. So, um yeah, so go take a look at it, and take a look at some of the goals, take a look at, at the uh, the new reward level, and uh, we are thinking about some new reward levels going forward, and we'll have more on that at a later date, so stay tuned. But, we're not here to talk about Patreon pages, we're here to talk about Savage Worlds and all the cool stuff. So, Ron, what do we have in terms of updates
0: we have a lot of updates and I think um it's it's kind of like publisher orama this episode. It's insane what man. We have. Yeah. Um the one we should talk about is uh first though is World of Mordens funding cuz it it funded at at a hilarious level.
1: Yeah, it it's I don't know if this was intentional if somebody did this on purpose or what, but it literally funded uh at 11,111 dollars. Right.
0: 11111.
1: One. Yeah. I, I don't know if you could even try to do that if you wanted to. But in any case, right. it not only funded at that level, but it covered the complete atlas. So we have all three of the books that they were planning to do, the e they were planning to do. So right. it's a complete atlas that covers all of the World of Morden. Uh, it also includes a new stretch goal that they had introduced for city maps, as well as an uh, accursed novella.
0: I'm really looking forward to the novella because I, I love the stuff that helps you kind of get into the world. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about gaming fiction being not very good, but what I really like about gaming fiction in general is it's really presenting the setting as it's intended. At least today's gaming fiction is, I don't want to get into these long discussions about Dragonlance and and those old books back then that had nothing to do with the rules, but um, the modern stuff tends to do that. and, And I really like it for that reason. Cool.
1: Other Kickstarter news. We've covered this one in the past. Olympus Inc. is still going. This was really cool. This is an update that came from Charles White uh, regarding the Kickstarter. They're doing a change in the printing quality for print tiers. And the change they are making is that anybody who's getting any sort of print copy of the product is going to get the premium hardcover edition. They decided that they just want to make that available to everybody with no increasing cost, no additional you know, add-on cost that you have to add to your pledge. I thought that was fantastic. I have no idea how he's doing it. I didn't get to ask him. Ron, what do you think?
0: I don't know how he's doing it either, but I will say that you know, when you as a publisher spend money on art that is designed to be shown in color, you want two things. You, you want art printed in color, first right. of all. And secondly, the artist is going to want to be seen as, a, as, as well printed as possible. For instance, I, I've never met an artist that would be cool with the um the standard printing that you get through uh drive through RPG. Really? Because no, because I mean why would they be? The the color is kind of washed out. Right. So you work on an image to look like, you know, a certain way and it doesn't look that way once it hits the page. I mean, if you look at a piece of art in standard printing and you look at that same piece of art in premium printing, it's leaps and bounds better.
1: That's a, that's a fair point. I think that's a really yeah. fair point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but in any case, this is I think this is a fantastic move. It's the first time I've seen a publisher doing something like this. Um, I'm curious to see if other publishers might follow suit and uh, how successful this approach might
0: be. Well, I mean, to Charles's point, you know, I'm paying for this really awesome color art. Right. I wanted to look good, too. So, makes sense. So, in other Kickstarter news, um, the Hellfrost City Book Kickstarter is live and it's already funded. I think this is like the 27th Hellfrost Kickstarter, though, right? I think it's 25. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's quibbling, right? You know, we're exaggerating. Yeah. Somewhat. I think it's like actually like the third or fourth. Right. They actually had a, a pretty low funding goal. Uh, it was It was kind of strange it was seven hundred and thirteen dollars, but they 're at four thousand eight hundred and eighty as of this recording. It covers five books that cover two i think i think two or more cities in each and uh, oh the fifth book covers one city but also extensive notes on thieves guilds, which is pretty interesting oh that's uh, neat yeah yeah, and uh, they 've got some uh some example maps from the, that are going to appear in these books, uh, city maps. And, um, it looks pretty cool. I think for the whole, if you want to get all five books, it's, uh, in print format as well as a free PDF of each city book, it's around $50. Uh, and they are doing free shipping anywhere in the world, by the way, which is, that's that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I,
0: I don't think I've seen a Kickstarter do that yet. um, but yeah. So so my favorite mode of play in fantasy these days has been city based play. It's why I'm in, interested in Lancmar, why I'm interested in um, Jalazar, City of Thieves, those types of books that have come out. So seeing these Hellfrost City books is super interesting. Um, Macab Ruthenia, I hope I pronounced that second word right, um, is uh, released uh, for a second time. <laughs> it released by accident. Uh, for a moment and then went away and then it came back and this is uh, an expansion for Ultima Forsan.
1: yes so I love the description of this by the way and I'm just going to read it real quick uh, from Russia with gore from the frozen shores of the White Sea to the opulent Khanate of Ostrakhan from the borders of the endless Tartari to the dark woods of Lithuania Ultima Forsan macabre ruthenia if we pronounce that right is a regional gazetteer About macabre Russia for Ultima Forsan. Ruthenia is not a country for weak men. Muscovy is on the edge of civil war. The marauders gather on the east bank of the Volga River. The malevolent Yagas, plural, lurk to ensnare travelers. Kashe, the deathless, roams the steppes. And the shadow of Erlik Khan, the god of death that controls the Golden Horde, falls
0: over the whole region. That just sounds freaking awesome. I know. Like it could be a setting all by itself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and and obviously something as big as Russia, you could run your whole game there, right? Oh that's massive. So yeah, that is so freaking cool. Yeah. And it does include a map, by the way. So Savage Dungeons. Um again, uh the the middle kingdoms dot dot com, that site, um uh, that's doing kind of a uh you know, D and D for Savage Worlds, um has come up with a, a series of classes, archetypes. And quick draw wild cards um, for, you know, Savage Dungeons and really, really cool stuff. Um, I just love I just love his take on this. Yeah, I think this is a really
1: good resource for anyone who's coming from a and d background and wants to explore Savage Worlds from that perspective. Um, so we know that Savage Worlds doesn't have classes, for example. So this is a great way of sort of exhibiting how one can express those concepts using the Savage Worlds character creation methods. Right. So I, I think that's that's it's a really cool cool approach. I think.
0: Yeah, I am a fan. Looked really neat, and I love the um, the cover that's at the top and bottom of the art uh, article. Yeah, it's such a slick looking cover. Yeah, yeah, looks really neat. Looks like the classic red box type rules. Yeah, just super gorgeous. I love the amount of work that that savages put into their stuff. And I realize that, you know, Frank is a a publisher now, mm-hmm. but still <laughs> it's yeah.
1: really cool. Yeah, no, I I always feel like my little things that I produce are just sort of pathetic by comparison to the quality that some of these other people are put, you know putting out there. I mean, you know, that I see that cover that he did and I'm thinking that needs to be a thing. That needs to be a real thing that's on my bookshelf.
0: Uh, oh, totally, yeah. totally. Like, if I could get a a faux leather Savage Dungeons um, book in that red with that kind of lettering, I would pay for that. Certainly, I would totally pay for that. Absolutely. So, Frank, get to work, man. That's right. That's right. So, uh, the next, this is actually a batch
1: of stuff coming from Mother Oyth Creations for the Low Life setting. So, the first thing we have is the Boss Blocker for Low Life uh, Rise of the Lowly. These are all available as as uh, PDFs, by the way, on Drive that's GM screen, right? That's the GM screen. He calls it the boss blocker, but it's it's a GM screen and it, and they do fit into the um official Savage Worlds GM screen that you can purchase or I think DriveThru has that four-panel version. I think it'll fit into that as well. The four-panel version, sweet. I need to get that. We talked about it before, but you do. Yeah. Uh he's also got a peep folio character sheet. Uh this is I think a multi-page character sheet concept for uh low-life characters which yep. I think is pretty interesting. Um, I, I kind of want to see that sort of adopted maybe for other settings possibly. I, I think that would be well,
0: kind of cool. you know, at its core, uh, regardless of the uh, literally the potty humor involved with low life, um, it's really a, a full-on fantasy setting. Yes. And so when I think about that, I think about all those awesome like character books that you used to be able to get back in the day for D&D. And this totally makes sense that you, you should be able to do this for – for uh low life yeah
1: so the other two things that he released for low life are bundles the first of which is the low life core plus the um was the whole whole keister yeah that's kind of like the uh the the setting expansion yeah right and so there's that as a bundle and then there's another bundle that includes those two items plus the gm screen that was just released as well the boss blocker the
0: boss blocker
1: i like that the boss
0: blocker so that's really, really cool. Low Life, again, awesome. And so people should check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is, and, and then this is another thing I love about Savage Worlds. Publishers get together and do these awesome crossovers. So here's one. Octoon Cthulhu meets Godlike. Are you familiar with Godlike no, I was going to ask you about Godlike. What? Is, so tell me about Godlike. What is Godlike? So, so Godlike is this really neat superhero setting, and I say superhero very loosely because what it is um, is powers showed up in kind of the World War II era, and instead of people getting these suites of powers like you know Spider Man or Wolverine or whatever, they get really useful for war powers. Oh, interesting. Like the ability to. Uh, see long distances without a scope so that you could be a sharpshooter. Wow. Or like um, the ability to not miss when you fire. Like your whole power is I can't miss. Kind of like Bullseye from Daredevil. Oh, neat. Um, It could be some kind of strength, but but like literally something that would be useful, something that's got a very narrow focus and always used militarily in, in the setting. So take that concept and combine it with the Eldritch Horror of Aktoon Cthulhu. wow! And so it it, it makes sense because they're both World War II settings, and uh, this is literally a no-brainer. I don't know why it didn't already happen. So this is perfect. It, it's really cool when you
1: see synergies like this between two you know product lines, and you can bring yeah. it together. And yep. you know most most of the time we're left as players and GMs to do these mashups ourselves, but when you see publishers brainstorming the same ideas. It's just to me that's exciting and that's
0: refreshing. Quite honestly, yeah, totally, totally. And then uh, near and dear to my heart, Interface Zero has a a new uh, expansion out. Yeah, so this this felt like it came out of nowhere. Uh, I I had backed the Kickstarter,
1: you know, way back when, and so out of nowhere I get this email: Hey, the Republic of Texas is out, and it's been released on Drive Through RPG as well. Uh, So that's now available for for Interface Zero, and it looks pretty cool. I haven't had a chance to really sink my teeth into it just because of all the other stuff that I've been trying to read. <laughs> um, right. But it is Interface Zero, and you know the, it, it's going to include new archetypes and occupations, very, as they say, decidedly Texan, uh, what it's like living in the Lone Star State uh, in 2090, uh, new weapons, vehicles, all with Texas flair. Quite honestly, if you're a big fan of Texas, you're going to want to check this out.
0: It's funny because I didn't actually have a hand in this one. I know, I I mean, I did work on the Phoenix one that John Wick wrote, and I also got to work on the uh, Japan one, which was super awesome. Both those were awesome books. I'm excited to read The Republic of Texas because I don't have to edit it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So we got two things that also came out
1: from Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the first one, Necessary Evil Bundled for Winter, as the uh, post title. Uh, they, They made this really cool... You know how they do their bundles where you can kind of customize. You can pick and choose what you want to have for that bundle. So they did one for Necessary Evil. It has the original Necessary Evil print PDF. Uh, It has the new Necessary Evil 2 now available in print. It has Benny's. It has everything associated with it, including the Superpowers Companion 2nd Edition. So whatever it is you need to run a Necessary Evil game or multiple, you know, if you want to do both campaigns or whatever it is, you can go there, you can get the bundle and, yeah, just pick and choose what you need, whether you're a player
0: or a GM or both. So go check yeah, that out. Yeah, keep, keep in mind that Necessary Evil, the original, has been updated as well. Uh, they put out a document that brings all the stats in the books um, up to superpowers companion that's right uh, yeah you know two and so this is really a neat bundle combined especially with that that free update right right so you can if
1: you want to go back to running uh the first necessary evil with the new superpowers companion second edition rules you'll be able to do that Mm
0: -hmm. yep And then um, another really cool release. Um, I'm a big fan of running games in public, like going to stores or conventions and running games. And these things are invaluable to me. Uh, They've just released the Ripper's Resurrected Archetypes. And so as a backer, obviously, I got my copy uh, for free, but they are available for purchase. And um, so cool. Um, Pinnacle always does a great job with their archetypes. Uh, their characters, um, they, they always uh, put some fun stuff in there, so people should definitely check that out.
1: Yeah, and, and I feel like they really cover their bases uh, with the archetypes as well. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Steamscapes Asia, we talked about this some time back, and uh, it was a PDF release when it first came out, and now it is finally available in print you can grab a copy at the Studio Two storefront, and I think they are bundling the PDF with it as well, if I recall correctly. So, uh, if you're if you like Steamscapes Asian, you've been waiting for that hard copy uh, to come out. It is a hardcover, by the way, full color print version, um, and you'll get a free PDF with it. Very cool.
0: Yeah, I like it. So,
1: this one I think is kind of near and dear to your heart, right?
0: Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Aloy LaSanta's setting, Apocalypse Prevention Incorporated. Um, I brought Aloy onto the Games of Thing way back in the day. Um, he sent us a copy of his game, and we thought it was so cool. We actually read it on an airplane, and um, and uh, Veronica and I invited him onto the Games of Thing. We um, really love the setting. It's basically Men in Black, in my opinion. It's Men in Black as if it was written by Joss Whedon oh neat (laughs) there's no other way to put it and this is obviously uh the second edition they've done and we all know that there's a savage worlds version and so he came out with a savage worlds expansion that takes the new races that were introduced i should say demons that were introduced in apocalypse prevention second edition and adds them into the savage worlds version uh, of the game nice And so you now have the the full gamut that you get to play with um, that was available previously only to people that were, you know, playing the original DGS version of Apocalypse Prevention Incorporated 2nd Edition. Right. So um, a neat thing. I love Aloy's work. I love his work specifically on settings. So highly, highly recommended. I, I should say full disclosure that I worked on the Savage Worlds version of API. And I get nothing if you go buy it. So <laughs> nice, it's cool,
1: and, that, it's and that's cool.
0: actually a really good point
1: uh, that you just made too. Is that this was originally not a Savage Worlds setting, right? Uh, and it was it was its own system that he created, and then he adapted it to Savage Worlds. I like to pretend yep. that you had some sort of influence on that,
0: and uh, and then I, now- and there's nothing. To, there's no pretending. He was. I, I went after him for a while, and then he uh, he was using the same company to distribute their books as pinnacle was so he got to share a booth with clint black and clint was all over it you know trying to get him into the savage worlds and eventually um clint brought him over to the dark side and, and awesome. got him to uh, do a go clint that's right that's silver clint, tongue clint was the closer that's right <laughs> <laughs> so uh so
1: yeah so then it became a savage world setting and now yeah. there's api second edition and a savage worlds expansion I think that covers it all, man. Yep, absolutely. Wow, that was a lot.
0: That was a lot. This is kind of a long one, but I think it was worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how much sometimes uh, can happen in a week.
0: All right. Well, thank you, as
1: always, for listening to our show. And be sure to visit the SBN website at www.savagebloggers.net, where we have links to the aggregated SBN RSS feed, our podcast subscription links, and more. If you enjoy our podcast and you want to show your support, be sure to check out our Patreon page or PayPal donation link, both of which are available on the main website. And whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Hey, Christian,
0: why can't bicycles stand on their own? Uh, I mean, I assume gravity, but why? Because they're too tired.